Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to a world where power and skill collide. For an instant, a friend can become your mortal enemy. You have entered the world of arm wrestling. Only one will stand victorious. With your host, Craig Subler on AWNR.us. Show begins now. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Arm Wrestling Nation Radio. I'm your host, Craig Subelaire, for another exciting. I mean, I'm really excited about this show tonight. We got two great guests. We got Fred Diedrich going to be calling in here shortly on the line, and also Big Nick Zena. Um, looking really forward to having these guys on. Uh, we had some big events happening. We're going to talk about that stuff tonight with these two guys. Also, um, you know, Thursday night, last week, Wednesday night, whatever night, once a week, trying to bring you Arm Wrestle Nation Radio and uh, whatever night we can get it live on the, uh, you know, I've been just working crazy, crazy amounts of shifts at work and just tons of stuff going on outside of this the sport training and everything, so uh, life can get uh, a little crazy sometimes, but uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about these events that have been popping off with uh, the motocross, the WAL. Uh, we got some huge events coming up here in Florida. I'm really excited. Anthony Ontario putting double shots together February. I do believe it's the 6th coming up here in Tampa Bay. They have a Renaissance Fair um, going on there and that's a big event um good turnout last year and also then we got something in my own um basically backyard where it all started with the beard when i lost to big evan march 12th bike week october bike fest uh destination daytona um i forget exactly but i'll have more information uh where that's gonna be um it's up in that area, but a uh, great event we had last year. It was a little cold, but, uh, you know, we had the the arm melters coming down. And, you know, it was just a fun event, man, to get to see Mike Gould, Joel Gould, um, Rick, you know, Evan, of course, and a bunch of other great, great arm wrestlers out there. You know, big shout out. I know the high hookers are listening. Um, you know, all those guys training hard up in Canada and bringing it and, uh you know, just a great event coming up. Then, you know, all these stuff going on with WAL. Also, I'll keep you guys posted on the uh, show we did with our Battle on the Beach 3, WUCF, PBS. Um, you're going to be doing that documentary. I can't wait to see how that turned out. But, um, you know, before I bring uh, our first guest on, I uh, just want to give a shout-out to our great sponsors out there and uh, supporting arm wrestling. Nation Radio. Country Crush, baby. The 
handles are made of polymer plastic that sits freely over a shaft, causing a free spinning motion. The frame is constructed of a high-grade steel and made here in the USA. The handle, while you can work many different exercises, was designed to challenge your hand strength. Focusing on overall arm strength, adding a balance and stability to your workout. By adding rolling handles, the Country Crush allows the user to work many different movements. Not easily done by similar handles, and by closing your wrists off at the end of each movement, you work your wrist and strengthen it at the same time. Country Crush, baby. What are you waiting for? Get in the game. If you ain't training with the Country Crush, then you ain't training. Check out www.countrycrush.net now. The Gully Grip is a free-rolling handle that inevitably causes more stability in your wrist than any other grip on the market. It's also much more accessible to any cable system, allowing more progressive overloading movements, producing a higher outcome in overall strength in not only your shoulder girdle, but also those muscle groups important for arm wrestling. Visit GullyGrip.com. That's G-U-L-L-E-Y Grip.com. Apply your strength. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. A big shout-out to uh, Gully Grip and um, and uh, Country Crush, man. Two great tools. I love them both. Um, and also, you know, there's so many inventions out there, man. I was watching uh, actually a good friend of ours, um, um, Big Mike, or Mark um, Pickment, I think his name is. Anyway, he's built these pieces of equipment out of wood and shit, man. You have to check it out. Um, he tags me on on these posts on Facebook. And, uh, man, ingenious stuff. So the guys out there that, you know, I'm not in that list of people because I cannot build anything with any engineering annuity. You know what I mean? I could pick up heavy things but talk about putting stuff together. Not me. But, man, just crazy stuff uh, he's put together. So, Check out uh, his uh, his videos out there. Um, I'm going to repost it again so you guys can check it out. But uh, it's just amazing um, seeing, you know, guys with these ingenuities putting all these different handles and, and pieces of equipment together. Well, guys, I want to welcome our first guest of the evening, um, Fred Diedrich, to the show. What's up, Fred? How you doing tonight? How you doing, Craig? Uh, living life, living the dream. <laughs> Living the dream. So, man, what's uh like? Tell our listeners a little bit about you. I mean, um, how long you've been pulling? How'd you get in the sport? I got into the sport uh, September 2013, Indiana State Champs at a Blueberry Festival in okay. uh, Northern Indiana. It was uh, it was hot, about 90 <laughs> degrees. <laughs> They had a uh, they had a kids tournament. I think I showed up for weigh-ins at nine o'clock in the morning, weighing about two forty-five. Okay. Uh, by the time by the time we pulled, I think it was about six o'clock in the evening, and I weighed Jeez. about two o five. That was my first event. It it went well. Um, I was a former crossfitter. Okay. Well, so I, I was a former fatty to be honest with you. And then uh, I found CrossFit. That introduced me to uh, getting in shape and a guy by the name of Travis Bajan. Okay. Started to started to watch a little YouTube. A uh, friend of mine named Josh Birch, he was a big fan of arm wrestling. He started talking about 
John Brzezink and Devin Larratt and all these big, big names. So I started watching YouTube like crazy. And that's mm-hmm. probably what piqued my interest. So I go to this tournament in Indiana. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, nervous as hell. <laughs> There's a, I don't know any competitors. I'm brand new to the sport. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting in the bleachers, sweating 10 pounds a minute. And I see, <laughs> uh, I see a guy named, his name was Bull Huber. I didn't know what his name was at the time, but he's got tattoos from the top of the head to the bottom of the feet. He looked like he was probably going to be in my class, and I was scared to death. And then uh, <laughs> <laughs> then we all got up on the table. We started arm wrestling, and I did real well. Awesome. Um, I, took, I took second right hand and uh, awesome. third left to a guy named Bob Sutton. He, he ripped, my, ripped my, my hand off my arm. <laughs> that, was my first, that was my first arm wrestling injury. I dislocated my wrist and went home with oh, a big, wow. big smile on my face. <laughs> two, day, two days later, I said, I'm never arm wrestling again. Mm. <laughs> that worked out that, not very well. <laughs> yeah, no, I was hooked. It was the uh, it was the toothache rookie pains that kept me up all night for about uh, a month. Now, you've, you've got kind of a, a unique background. I mean, you, you say you were... Like, did you used to do some MMA? I see some pictures of you and some fight stuff. I mean, tell us a little bit about that background. That got a little crazy. So I was this out-of-shape 36-year-old um, railroader. I lived on coffee and donuts and drove my car at the time, uh, probably 200 miles a day, ate at gas stations. And uh, I was driving up the railroad one day. This was before I got into an office job. I'm driving up the side of the railroad. My boobies are shaking in my shirt. And I said, man, i got to do something different with my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not going to make it to retirement. Mm-hmm. So uh, so I went home, and I looked up on the Internet, uh, just functional exercise. I just wanted to get in shape and found this mm-hmm. CrossFit. So I'll, I'll keep the story short. I didn't know what CrossFit was, but it looked really cool. So I started. I started doing it and uh, lost a bunch of weight and got in pretty decent shape. So my wife... She decides she wants a like a punching bag. So we get this body opponent bag. It's this man on a stick, a rubber guy, right? Mm-hmm. We uh we put it in the garage and I start I start beating on this thing. And I feel like I'm getting really good at it. You know, I can I can beat the crap out of this rubber man like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. So so then I decide I'm gonna I'm gonna join a uh I'm gonna try to enter a tough man contest in Illinois or Indiana somewhere. They didn't have one. But they did have a little MMA fight gym. So I go to this fight gym. Two weeks later, I accept my first fight in Springfield, Illinois, thinking I'm going to rule the world. And uh, I showed up, and I got my butt whooped. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, uh, I got choked out in about two minutes. And um, I realized that just because you watch YouTube and you can beat up a punching bag doesn't make you a good fighter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. And that's funny because a lot, a lot of guys out there, they, I see it all the time. Is uh, you see these guys, you know, they do a little, you know, jujitsu or grappling or whatever, kickboxing. <laughs> and the next thing you know, they're telling you they're going to be in the UFC. But it's, it's funny and it's humbling. And just like the sport of arm wrestling, like <laughs> you know, you get involved in the sport and. You know, you you think that hey, um, you know, you always hear those guys. I'm undefeated. <laughs> I've never been beat before. And it's, it's, <laughs> right, show up in the to bar. A, yeah, show up to a tournament and see how that works out for you. Totally different so, world. 
you know, it's kind of interesting. So you, you, you kind of were down on, you know, health-wise. You weren't eating good. I mean, because you're in phenomenal shape now, so you must be doing a, a lot different. No more gas station eating. Um, <laughs> no. You know, has that been something that's was a struggle for you, eating clean and, and getting in shape once you started, or did it just fit into you? No, it was really, really hard in the beginning. It was uh, – with CrossFit comes this – this paleo diet and if you're a crossfitter that probably makes a ton of sense yep. so um so i find this paleo diet and i start eating that way and it was really hard at first because there was no cake there was no bread yeah. <laughs> there, yeah. there, was, there was no eight inch chocolate chip cookies you know the <laughs> stuff i was used to eating uh, and um yeah. it was hard but after about three maybe four months i stuck with it Got uh got some results, and for the first time in my 36 year old life, I could see my abs. So wow. that motivated me to just stick with it. Awesome. It was it was the results that kept it going. And then I haven't changed. Well, unless I'm trying to get heavy for a tournament, I really mm-hmm. haven't changed my eating in in four years. I'm 40 now. Okay. So, but yeah, it was difficult in the beginning, but now it's just a lifestyle. It's absolutely a habit. Yeah, no, absolutely, and, and that's you know that's time and time over the years of training people and doing nutrition. I mean, that's what I would tell them. It's just a a lifestyle change. You know, you can't get in shape, and that was me. I was always that guy. You know, of the twenty five years I bodybuild, if you didn't see me at the show or a month before the show, you were going to see me. You know, out of shape because I just couldn't maintain the the life because I didn't have the lifestyle. I was just doing it for. Yeah that one moment on stage and then the next thing I know, cause I'm a fat kid at heart. Like you're talking yeah. to me about eating that gas. And that's just, you know, cause I grew up like that. And for me, it's, you know, being in arm wrestling now, it's a little transition, you know, you can, you know, you don't have to be really in good shape to arm wrestle, you know, um, but it does help, you know, with, uh, <laughs> it definitely with endurance and, and, and cardio and stuff and, and just being in better shape overall. And like you said, I mean, when you're 40, you want to get healthy and, and be healthy, and, and that's the name of the game. Um, so, you know, you're pulling now. Um, you got lots of passion. You've been to some of the bigger events. I mean, you're doing, like, a lot of things with the pitchers and and out there this past weekend. We had uh, big matchups out there. You were quite involved with that. I mean, tell us a little bit about that event for yourself. Uh, the the, uh, the strong arm challenge, Midwest strong arm challenge, was a big, big event. Probably the biggest, uh, probably the biggest next to Michigan State championships that I've been to. The venue was incredible. The uh, the audience was huge. For such a small town, I didn't realize so many people were going to show up there. Um, it was rocking. Having uh, Aiello there, Zina there, Green, Shay, Bo Olson, um, man, it was. It was ridiculous. Lucas Weaver put on a hell of a show. The um, the venue was really sweet. And as the photographer side of me, the arm fighter photo, that venue, as soon as I walked in, I went, oh, man, this is going to look good. These pictures are going to come out good. And it was real real important to me to, to get up to the table. But the show was, it was long. There was a lot of competitors. It was a long day. And we had a hell of a time getting there. Um I don't know if you know the story. I was with Dave Shea. Yeah, yeah. Tell and, uh, a couple other, couple other guys traveling out there. So plan was show up Friday night, you know, rest comfortably in a hotel, sleep real good, wake up Saturday, show up about noon and, and pull. So Friday night we're in a hotel in Detroit. First plane gets delayed. 
second plane shows up. They put us on it. We got our seat belts on. Then they tell us to get off the plane, and then uh, we get back in the terminal, and then they tell us the flight's canceled. Jeez. And talk about hard dropping. Dave Shea's face is on the floor. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's four of us there that traveled almost a whole day just to get to the airport. We thought that <laughs> we were doomed. But we managed to pick up another airline, left first thing in the morning. So we woke up about 3 o'clock that morning, showed up, drove north of St. Joseph, and then uh, then we just stayed for the event. It was a long, long day. Yeah, man. Worth it, though. Once everything started, it was well worth it. The competition was, was amazing. Yeah, we get to see, you know, thanks to the videos and stuff that you guys posted, um, some of the matchups. I mean, uh, you know, we talked to Steven and uh, Dave last week, you know, talking about their matchups. Dave, you know, took that match. Um, you know, there was really, like even Steven was saying, a lot, a lot of guys couldn't get them to, to pull in that matchup that weekend or whatever, and sometimes that happens. But Dave, uh, you know, really, uh, you know, came in and uh, tried his best you know, pulling against yeah. an elite competitor like that. Um, Absolutely. You know, and then you got to see two of the two of the top guys in the super heavyweight um, division with uh, Mike Ayala and uh, our guest uh, later on this evening, Big Nick Zena. I mean, how was that matchup in your eyes? It was incredible. First of all, even though I'm an arm wrestler, I'm an arm. I'm a bigger arm wrestling fan than I am an arm wrestler. And being a heavyweight, uh, most most pullers tend to relate to the guys that are in their weight class. You know, the guys at the top, they're similar to my size. You know, you, you, you're kind of attracted to them a little bit more. So to see these two guys, Nick Zinn and Mike Aiello, two monsters in the sport, two monsters in person, to go up there and have the wars on the table that they had, it was exciting. I was so close. I got to take the pictures. I'm close to the action. Every time they put their hands together and that referee said go, you could just feel electricity and gravity pulling into that table. It was awesome. it was wild. It was wild. Man, I was trying to some of the best arm wrestling I've ever seen in my life. And unfortunately for the fans, there was probably nine matches total. Best okay. out of five turned into nine or ten. <laughs> so we got to watch it over and over and over and over again. Now I'm sure that's not a I'm sure that's not what they wanted to do, but. Uh, we were more than happy to just keep watching them pull. It was uh, it was amazing. And two, you couldn't ask for two nicer guys in the sport either. Both Nick uh, and Mike were very, very approachable, very sociable. They were uh, willing to help, willing to talk. They were everywhere, fans mm-hmm. all over. It was great. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know that's a good good point you make. You know, because in our sport, you know the top guys out there, you know they're they're so approachable, so friendly helpful you know you get on the table with them showing you some tricks of the trade and uh you know you don't get the 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 pleasure of of getting that in in other professional sports out there you're lucky to you know to get an autograph or a hello to some of the other top guys in other sports but (laughs) in arm wrestling it's such a close-knit community you know it's so awesome to be able to uh to talk to the top guys and 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 to see how nice these people are yeah, it's entirely different. There, there's other sports you would you would brag about being in the same building as somebody. Hey, I stayed yeah. in that hotel with yeah. Joe Montana. He stayed there a month before. Isn't that cool? <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, absolutely, dude. I, I'm totally with you on that. So now, with let's backtrack and talk about you know you personally now. Um, how's your training 
evolved since you started arm wrestling? Are you still doing the CrossFit? Have you, are you doing anything different? How do you fit the table time in? I mean, tell our listeners out there a little bit about how you train now, now that you're kind of gravitating into the sport more. This is a great question. So don't CrossFit anymore. Okay. Um, I haven't I haven't CrossFit since Indiana State. So that was probably probably the last time that I did it. That evolved, and I <laughs> the reason I stopped is my arms hurt so bad I couldn't do a power clean anymore. There's a lot of movements I, I couldn't do a pull up. It was horrible. Mm-hmm. But I did stay I did stay with powerlifting. So my in the beginning my training was deadlifting, squatting, bench pressing, and overhead pressing. And it was a good foundation of strength, but as everybody who's listening knows, it doesn't translate into arm wrestling or table strength. So, but I stuck, I stuck with just that. Entered a few tournaments and uh, never won anything. Never won anything for a while. And then I finally started to take arm wrestling a little bit more seriously in the last, I'd say, eight months or so. Okay. So I went to I went to a, a WAL qualifier in Michigan, Flint, Michigan, with uh, Michigan Arms was putting on, and I qualified there. Uh, right-handed, yeah, right-handed. Um, Jeremy Boyd smoked me in the left hand, and it was that day that I knew I probably had some potential to be, you know, a mid-level arm wrestler, and I loved it. So I started to I started to follow you, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. Um, I was starting to do some more rows. I tried to buy some fat grips and do uh, barbell rows, and I was doing concentration curls. I was still kind of lost in what I was supposed to be doing. So fast forward about another six months or so, that brings us to maybe uh, September, September this year. Um just that little bit of focus on, on back movements and pulling movements, which I have not done a whole lot of before, and some grip strength. I entered a small tournament, uh, did very well. Uh, one left hand, figured out my left hand was stronger than my right, even though I'm right-handed naturally. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, then that kind of told me that my training was probably on the right path. That, but I still wasn't doing the right things. From there, um, talked a lot with Dave Shea. Mm-hmm. Watched a lot of internet videos, uh, a lot of Lariat videos, and realized that I probably needed to stop doing, you know, full rep concentration curls between my between my legs, and start doing creature bent static holds, and mm-hmm. a lot of pulls and holds and holds for time and as much maximum weight as I could. I did not practice much um, on the table, namely because I, I was still so young in the sport. If I would practice, I, could, I couldn't do anything for about two months. You know, I could squeeze a gripper, maybe pull on a band, but that was it. Then, uh, then, I, then I went to Michigan State, so one left hand, 242 class. And he took second right hand to Dave. <laughs> he beat me in every tournament we're in. Um, so then I, I went to Dave's house. Yeah, it's frustrating. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I got forever you. chasing the same guy. Yeah. Anyway, he went to Dave's house, and he's got he's got a dungeon, you know, similar oh, yeah. to yours. It's it's very oh, set up. His is a little higher class than mine. <laughs> I, I love his gym, man. It's awesome. He put me through. He put me through a really good back and bicep and 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 hand 
workout. And then that's when I that's when I really changed how I how I train. It got really more evolved to uh, to arm wrestling. I don't squat and deadlift anymore, just a little bit. I don't really press too much anymore, just a little bit to try to stay in shape. But I really yeah. focus on these pulling and, and arm exercises. And then you know, and it's things that really taken off in the last two months. And it's cool for you too because you can kind of like it'll be easier for you to you know, involve into that kind of training with, you know, cause like all your life you weren't, you know, just doing some sort of training. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like you said, you just picked up CrossFit and then you started powerlifting and doing that stuff. Like, were you doing any training before that, before the CrossFit days? Uh, no, okay. <laughs> I would join a gym when I was 16 years old. I thought I was going to be the world's best bodybuilder. I was going to grace the pages I, of muscles. Oh yeah, I had that. Yeah, yeah, no man. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I made it. I should, you probably didn't wait 25 years chasing that goal, but uh, no, I laugh no, now. It's the, <laughs> I realized pretty quick uh, that, that yeah. it wasn't going to happen. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, I would just train tank top muscles, and not even all of them. Oh, I yeah. just bench press. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> tank top muscles, that's awesome. Yeah, five <laughs> years of tricep press down, bench press. <laughs> Didn't really do much shoulders because, you know, I figured I was getting those with the bench press. But that's awesome. It, it didn't work. So I was 21 years old. I stopped training, got married. Um, and I didn't, I would join a gym. I'd go there. It's like a new year's resolution. I'd show up and, and do bench press and curls again for a week. And then I disappear for the rest of the year. See, and the point, the point I'm making with that is it's kind of good when you transfer. Now you have a passion for arm wrestling. So you really don't have bad habits. You know, myself, like it took me, I didn't have the, the enlightened moment till I talked to Dave Shafee. And I, after mm-hmm. I talked to Dave and I was like, I, I talked to him about training and I, you know, I asked him some questions off air about training. And then I just formulated my program around what he told me, like what he's doing. And I was like, dude, that's what I have to do. But, you know, I still throw in some shaping exercises just to kind of stretch and warm up. And, you know, I always going to have that mentality of still wanting to be bigger, but the main focus is yeah. to do stuff table. So 90% of my training is evolved around you know what i can do on the table the other 10 percent is probably just like health and flexibility and just you know shaping the muscles and you know just so that i don't um you know but the volume is real low on that and most of my training is arm wrestling specific but you know because it's so hard to get out of that mind frame but where you you didn't have those bad habits you can switch over Mm -hmm. a lot faster you know me and dave had those conversation after conversation because um, we came up in the sport right around the same time, and you know we became yeah. friends on Facebook. We, you know, we're talking back and forth all the time, and on the phone, and talking about, dude, I can't, I can't dumbbell press anything anymore. I'm weak. I can't only curl <laughs> fifty pounds. Like, yeah, well, that's you know because you know, like I'm like you, dude. You know, I don't, I don't know like how Devin and all these machine guys train like five days a week on the table, like because like I train what. I say once a week, but it's really once a week for a couple weeks, and then boom, I'm disappearing for like a month because I can't do anything. You know, and it's uh, it blows my mind that you know those guys uh, can do that. But you know, I think once again, it's all about conditioning. It's like a fighter fighting, you know, a twenty twenty pound, twenty minute round fight. Uh, right. You know, ever it's just getting into that, and you know, but 
you know, you like to train so much, it's so hard not to, you know, be able to, like you said, two months later. And that's the God's honest truth. It's like your arms are, like I tell people all the time, my arms have been, my arms were never sore when I was bodybuilding. And they've been sore right. for about three and a half years now since I started arm wrestling. I swear to God, it's like never, never once not been sore. It's like, you know, so. I, I was just talking to a group on Facebook, and I just confessed that you know what I've come to the realization that my arms are never going to stop hurting for the rest of my life. Oh, you know, this, this is this is my new normal. <laughs> it's, just, it's crazy, but I mean, you know, and then like you see these guys in you know in the tournaments, and that's the big thing is like endurance plays such a a big factor in, in these events now. You know, it's you see these guys. An example, like you said. You know, this weekend with Mike and Nick, they had like nine matches, and the endurance played into the factor later on. And, yeah, uh, yeah, it's just it's just amazing. So I got to ask you though, like, you know, with Game of Arms, you're a huge fan. We saw Game of Arms. We got to see all these oh, yeah. people on there. Big UAL events. UAL kind of you know died off a little bit. Not that they're not you know still around, but you know things are quiet. Yeah, they down. were big. They were big before yeah. that. Yeah. WAL is you know ESPN. I mean, as a fan, PAL, we got these six-round super matches. I mean, a lot of stuff's going on with all these matchups. Now we got motocross involved with monster sports. That's right. Just crazy, you know what I mean? Like, And you're getting to see celebrities and arm wrestling and all kinds of stuff on the social media. Um, what's your whole take on that? I mean, how do you feel as a new guy coming into the sport, seeing all this excitement? You know, 2016 looks like it's just going to be a huge blow-up once again for arm wrestling. I'm very excited that it's gotten bigger this year and that it looks like there's a little bit more money put in. Yeah, I don't know what kind of capital expenses they're putting in there, but it didn't die down. It wasn't like, well, you know, we got to cut back a little bit and we're only going to do a couple of tournaments and, and um, you know, uh, promotion is going to be down a little bit. Um, this year it got even bigger with the WAL, um, the state championships. There's still qualifiers coming, like you talked about the motocross. It's big. I know it's really you know, – WALL is, is new in the game. I mean, hell, arm wrestling's been around forever. But they certainly brought so much popularity to it, and that's good for the sport. It's good for everybody. The um, And I don't see it dying down. I mean, you never know. I, I always have a fear that it's just going to shut off someday. But arm wrestling's never going to stop. But yeah. right now it's evolving. they got plans yeah. to do the college campus championship type thing. Um, it's huge. It's huge, and I think uh, I think people want to compete with it. It's just gotten popular everywhere. So many, so many new arm wrestlers are coming out of the woodwork. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them don't stay because it hurts. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. But that's that's, but that's think, with all sports. I, you're right. Yeah, I think the popularity of it's going to pull these these uh, these guys out of the woodwork. You're going to find so much more competition because. I believe that there's a world champion sitting somewhere that just hasn't put their elbow on the table yet that, that we haven't heard of. Mm-hmm. And, you know, their friends might know this guy is really strong or there's something special. Mm-hmm. And uh, with all these opportunities to arm wrestle here nowadays, we might just figure out who that guy's going to be or girl. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. And I, I agree with you. And, you know, it's really cool to see the arm wrestling with the WAL, with the college crowd and all that. I think that's where it needs to be a little bit when it comes into new people, fresh faces in the sport. And, you know, as long as it's progressing and and, and on the social media aspect of things and ESPN and, you know, now with, you know, CBS Sports getting PAL events, I mean, 
you know, and the greatest thing about it is it's I find that people and I'm still young in the sport, only been in the sport a little over three years, but now people are realizing yeah. that people actually train and they're elite athletes. Right. You know what I mean? Like they're not just these redneck guys that are in a bar chewing tobacco and, you know, arm wrestling at some festival. Like they're really guys that train, they work hard, they put time in, they sacrifice, they travel. It's just like any other sport out there. And I think Absolutely. it's actually tougher than a lot of the other sports out there because of the financial burdens that it can put on you and the time and all that stuff, because, you know, you don't get to be a full-time arm wrestling training athlete <laughs> unless you live over in, you know, overseas where yeah. you know, that can yeah. be possible. Ukraine. But, yeah. But here in America, you got to work a 12 hour day and, and put in your time or whatever. And then, you know, go out into the gym and train and then go to tournaments and travel and, you know, sacrifice all that stuff. So, right. you know, I, I think right. that's, the amazing Even though WAL has put, they put big money prizes up there, you know, oh, and guys dude, yeah, won. No. Yeah. They're huge. But at the end of that day, I don't think there's a guy with a, with a WAL hammer in his hand that's still on the plus side uh, as far as financially. You know, they, they were that day, but in their lifetime of arm wrestling with travel and entry yeah, yeah. fees, and you know, Tiger Bomb, ibuprofen. That's true. Training dude. equipment. Yep. No, absolutely, man. Well, Fred, man, I want to thank you for uh, taking the time to coming on the show. Also, I want to tell our listeners out there if you want to check out, you know, um, Fred's pictures, you can check them out on his Facebook. And then, what is it? Arm Fighter Photo. Is that the Facebook yeah. page? That's the Facebook page, Arm Fighter Photo. Photo spelled F-O-D-O. You know, I had to make it look cool. Yeah, yeah, cool. Arm Fighter Photo. I'm telling you, we're doing the best pictures in the sport. Dude, I'm telling you. um, Trying to get all over the country to find them. We are are a proud sponsor of Michigan Arms. We do everything in Michigan for free. They're the ones that brought me up. Um, But anywhere else. I'm still doing it for free. <laughs> but I'll always be in Michigan. You want to get your picture taken, still in Michigan. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, hey, Fred, before I let you go, what's next for you? What event will, will we be able to see you at? I will be pulling at Wisconsin State Championships next month with Michigan Arms. There's a few of us are going to head from Michigan, uh, go over to Wisconsin, and see if we can rattle some cages over there. Oh, awesome. That's awesome. the next one. Well, Fred, man, best of luck. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Looking forward to uh, seeing you again. And, uh, you know, just wish you the best of luck, man. Thank you so much, Craig. It was a pleasure. Hey, awesome, brother. Take care. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. All right, Fred Diedrich. And we'll be right back with our next guest, Big Nick Zena. Armed Alliance is committed to producing powerful arm wrestling apparel to athletes around the world. Our mission is to represent the arm wrestling community with unmatched design, unique style, and superior fit that will set you apart from the crowd. Our shirts, made from next-generation cotton polyester, allows for maximum comfort and quality. We offer custom orders for hats, compression sleeves, team or individual shirts, and arm wrestling tables. Visit our site at www.armedallianceapparel.com and gear up today. Rep the movement. Armed Alliance for Life. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. And I just want to welcome our next guest, Big Nick Zena, to the show. What's up, big guy? How you doing? Oh, just 
hanging out, man. Just uh, getting off work and uh, having a drink. And uh, actually, I'm hiding in my bedroom because I got a two-year-old lurking around here somewhere <laughs> trying to wreak havoc on my well-being. But other than that, just hanging out, man. Awesome, man. Well, Nick, man, it's just a, it's an honor to have you on the show. Uh, big things have been, you know, me and Fred were just talking about the big things happening um, in arm wrestling. Um, you've been in the sport. How long have you been in the sport? Uh, first first tournament was 16. I've pretty uh, pretty seriously all the time since I was 21. So, um, you know, 14, 15 years for sure of, of good steady pulling. So, you know, with all the changes that we've been seeing the sport grow, I mean, I, I know you've probably seen some ups and downs, but you were a part of some pretty historical events, uh, Game of Arms, you know, that selection. And tell our listeners a little bit about how you got involved into that um, that's, that scenario and what was that experience like for you? Um, well, I, did, I got involved a uh Ben, he was the one that really got involved, and uh, Stephen, he was at Stephen Green's house. I trained with him all the time, and uh, we're good friends, and he said that uh, you got to come over and meet this guy, and it just kind of went from there. I didn't, uh, it kind of came to me, and I always just kind of went along with everything. I didn't, uh, it was a pretty good ride. I mean, you know, I couldn't uh, couldn't complain any. I was getting to do what I love to do, and you know, getting paid for it for really the first time in my life where, you know, especially, you know, kind of a guaranteed money thing. And they didn't, you know, it wasn't no life-changing money, but it was sure, you know, helpful. But uh, getting to travel and meet everybody, I mean, it was a great experience. I couldn't uh, couldn't complain about it at all. I mean, you know, it was, uh, it was a chance to uh, get out and do some arm wrestling and make some money and have a lot of fun. I mean, what what more could you ask for? You know, was it a, was it a challenge having the cameras? You know, getting the behind the scenes of your life and stuff like that. I mean, how how was that whole experience for you? Oh, uh, the people that did it were so great. They all by the time it was, we're still friends with them. I mean, we we just master real well. It, it never was a stressful experience. I mean, a lot of times they wanted you to do stuff and. You didn't have, I didn't have time to do it. I mean, we just had a baby, and and uh, things were happening for us. We were trying to have another baby, and, and uh, you know, some things like that that got a little stressful because you had to go to work every day and do everything. But, yeah, they made it worth your while. And uh, the, as far as having the cameras, I mean, we became such good friends with the people. It was like hanging out. I mean, you know, you didn't uh, – it, it was really easy for me anyways. I mean, I didn't have no trouble with it because – because we got along with everybody so well. That's awesome. So that experience definitely was a big, huge plus for you. You got a little notoriety. I mean, in your town, did people get to see you on TV, come up to you and say, hey, man, I saw you on uh, Game of Arms. I mean, how, how was the popularity of the, the show? Did it change anything for you? Uh, no, I mean, that never changed anything for me. Never never made anything of it, which I'm, I'm not really that uh, – I don't know, outgoing. I I live in a town with 575 people, so there was a lot of people that knew about it. But, I mean, I don't – between where I live, I live right outside of town. I, we got a family farm, and between the time I spend there and here, I don't get out much. So it, there was a lot of times – I mean, I was at a, a Royals game, and a bunch of people came up to me and, 
recognize me. And there's a few times where, you know, people would come up and say something, you know. But uh, a lot of people I work with had fun with it, you know. But uh, it didn't change no change nothing in life. I mean, it was a it was a good time and it was fun. And I enjoyed it all. I mean, I, I really can't say there was ever a bad experience with it. So, but uh, didn't didn't change anything. No, and I I didn't have a lot of you know. Just every once in a while, there'd be an occasion where somebody would say something. You know, people at work and stuff like that. But not a uh, don't get out that much to really get that much notoriety anyway. <laughs> yeah, I got you. You're a pretty low-key guy, I take it. Well, yeah. I mean, just a, a small town, and I mean, you know, I just uh, don't get out that much, you know. And when I do, it's my garage. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. But is that is that where you do most of your training? Do you train at home? Yeah, I train a lot at home. I um, I go to the gym three or four times a week. A friend of mine owns uh, Anytime Fitness, and I go up there. But uh, most of my arm wrestling stuff is done right here at home. I, uh, like I said, I, I spend Stephen Green lives about a half hour from me, and uh, as far as having you know somebody close to you to, to have a training partner with, it's pretty hard mm-hmm. to beat somebody like that yeah, right there at your back door to you know as a training partner. So I spend a lot of time training over there. He comes over here, and we got some uh, some other friends that are doing a lot of stuff with local tournaments, and we train with them. So. There's a lot of people right around here, but uh, I do most of my arm wrestling training in my garage, yeah. Now, for you, like, you you, you suffered an injury in the, the game of arms. Did you, you pull the bicep? Was that the injury? Yeah, I uh, I tore my left one. It 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 was the distal bicep tendon. It came off the, the actual muscle tissue, the head of the bicep. It came about halfway off. I never had it fixed. Uh, I tore my right bicep completely off about uh, six months before we started on the show. Okay. Pulling, uh, I was pulling Dave Chafee, and uh, I, I, well, actually, I pulled Dave. I beat Dave. That was the only time I ever beat Dave, and uh, this was June 20, 2013. Then I got caught in a hook with Chris Chandler, and and uh, just kind of a dumb move, falling into a hook with him, and. Uh, just came right off. Well, it just it came off the bone though, and wow. I had it repaired. Okay. Now, what so was I that like? What was that like coming back from there? Now, can you pull left now? I I don't. Okay. Um, I, I probably could, but I didn't pull much left-handed anyway, so it was kind of easy to just give that up anyway. I mean, I wasn't that competitive left-handed. When the show started, it was awkward because I was I was a right-hand pull and I was doing really good. And uh, then I got hurt, and then they came to me, you know, and approached me about it. And I said, well, I can only arm arm wrestle left-handed. And I didn't do it very much. I wasn't a left-handed arm wrestler, you know. But uh, it worked out, and then (laughs) they did so many days in a row. It was kind of the stress it put on my bicep, and then it tore Mm. about 18 months apart. Wow. So with your right recovered, I mean, how how long did it take you to to get back into – to training and pulling again full full recovery after two years i wow. i went to the first wal tournament in uh las vegas it was june 2014 so it was one year after i had surgery the first tournament i pulled in and i was still pretty close you know i think i i can't i finished like sixth or seventh in that 
Um, I was pretty tender, but a full recovery of two years. They in fact, came back maybe strong, maybe okay. stronger in two years. Okay. Now you came back 2015 last year, and you 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 had a dominant performance, uh, beating Travis, pulling Dave in the finals. I mean, how did you feel going into that tournament? Uh, through the regionals, I felt good, and uh, I felt like I could compete with Travis. I knew if uh, I could stop him, I could beat him. And uh, but I mean, I was still surprised a little myself that you know that uh, it was uh, the way it went. I mean, just being able to to hit him with side, you know, stop his side pressure and and fold his hand under like that was I don't know, kind of surprised me a little bit, but. I don't think Travis is right is kind of the caliber that it used to be. So it didn't uh, completely surprise me. But, I mean, I thought I could do it. But I was probably about 35 or 40% sure I could do it. I wasn't quite 50. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, after that, I, you know, of course I had a little more confidence. But I knew what it was, and I knew Travis would be better the next time. I wasn't stupid about it, but... But uh, regionals was was good. I mean, you know, it was a good payday, and so was the championship. And the bracket and the championship was most of it for me. If you could, I would have just as easily been on the fourth or fifth place side. I mean, I had the easier, in my opinion, the easier side of the bracket. And I don't know what the the arm wrestling gods were thinking, but they they <laughs> blessed me that day because Dave and and. Uh, Jerry Cataret and Travis were all on one side of the bracket, and I was on the other side. And I felt pretty good about Chris Chandler, and uh, he had a pretty good war with, uh, what's his name, Colorado. Uh, help me out here. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think, too. Um, I know who you're saying, but, uh, yeah. No, he's a good uh, friend. I just can't say his not name. Not Matt. Matt. Not Matt. Um yeah, Matt Gardner. Yeah, Matt Gardner. That's yeah, right. yeah, Matt Gardner, and, and they had a war yeah. before I had to pull Chris in the finals. So mm. I got to Dave. Kind of, I really got a kind of a beat up Dave in the finals, and uh, I still couldn't get it done. So, <laughs> but it was nice to get second place and win ten thousand dollars. There ain't nobody going to complain about that. I wasn't no. wasn't complaining at all. So it was a wonderful experience. Now, when you you and Dave in the finals, did you feel like, you know, this could have been, you, you know, you could have won that matchup? I mean, how did you feel going in there? I mean, even though you, you're saying that you had an easy draw, you felt fresh. I mean, did you feel that it could have been your day? Yeah, I did. I, I you know, I thought, because he had some, he had a good match with Travis, and then he had Cataret, and I thought, boy, if there's ever a time I'm going to get him, but... You know, I'm not uh, notoriously a smart arm wrestler, and I end, I tend to just go where people want me to go. And I, I started out with with a real good plan, and then it just kind of I don't know. I, I was a little emotional too. I mean, it was kind of to be in that position. I mean, you know, I was I wasn't thinking as clear. If if I had it to do over again, I'd do different things. But I was I felt like if I ever had a chance. But you know, when you're strapping up with him, he just. <laughs> He kind of sucks the power, right? I mean, he just has this feel about him that it don't make you feel confident. I mean, there's something about <laughs> Dave's hand and the way he sets up, especially when you go into a strap that he's just that good that he, you know, he's able to take a beat. And he's, he's gone from being super strong to, you know, 
being able to sustain it all the way through the tournament instead of just yeah. fading out early. I mean, he he's the real deal all the way through, and he, you know, like I said, I thought I had a chance, but if he get in there, it's just a different story when he starts pulling. Now, you know, after that happens, I mean, you go home. Does that motivate you to get back into the gym, train hard for the the upcoming 2016 season? Well, yeah, for sure. Especially, especially after you see ESPN. I'm a sports junkie. I watch ESPN mm-hmm. all my life. That the ESPN deal was a huge motivation because it, it meant more than even the the reality show was great. It was fun, mm-hmm. but you know, ESPN was. I mean, I spend most of my time watching. I I was excited. I got to watch the bottom line while I watched myself on ESPN. Yep. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Dude. You know, awesome. I was like, I was watching, I was watching the the scores to the yes. baseball game yes. while I was watching. It, you know, <laughs> I mean, awesome. that was huge motivation. I mean, you know, that's the awesome. the WAL deal is just hard to beat, and I mean. I was lucky to be introduced to these guys really early through the show. They were involved in it, and Steve Kaplan. I mean, the first I met Steve Kaplan, the first show we we were on in Louisiana, he was there, and and nobody even knew he was. He was just a guy hanging out there, having a good time. I mean, we were we were drinking with him, just hanging out. I mean, it wasn't even. He, I just thought he was some guy there to watch. You know, and somebody come up and said, yeah, that guy's like a billionaire. And I'm like, really? <laughs> you wouldn't have known. I mean, you know, you just he was just a regular guy hanging out watching arm wrestling, you know. Awesome. When I found out that he wanted to do what he wanted to do, it was pretty exciting because uh, I thought, well, this guy's just a regular guy. You know, I mean, he's he was, uh, he was just a friend to me right from the beginning, you know. I couldn't couldn't see it not working out good you know <laughs> yeah no absolutely you know um you know let's talk a little bit about you know your training i mean you have a a pretty manual laborious job i mean you put in some long hours i mean what how how do you break down your training as far as what do you do getting ready for an event oh I do anymore. It's not as much at work. When I started out early in my career, like ninety percent of my training was done at work. I mean, okay, sledgehammers and and anything heavy I could pick up. But nowadays, I don't I don't work as quite as hard as I used to. So it's um, I mean, at work I still do. I mean, I swing a hammer. If I got to swing a hammer, I swing the biggest hammer I can find. I mean, that's a lot of my hand strength comes from that and. Um, I do just basically anything else any other arm wrestling does. The the weird mm-hmm. stuff that that we do. I mean, you know, it's uh, it gets kind of repetitive after so long in the sport because, I mean, everybody has their own variation of what we do. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you're an arm wrestler and you're, um, I heard you say earlier, three years into the sport. I mean. You you start, that's when, you know, about a year in is when everything starts changing, you know. Mm-hmm, you start mm-hmm. doing things, no more full motion curls, you just start, yep. you know. But uh, training is about the same as everybody else. I don't do anything special. There's, uh, I don't think anybody has a secret to it. I train side no, pressure, I train my wrist, I train my fingers. How many days a week are you doing that type of stuff? Like, how do you break it down? Like during the week, are you are you doing side pressure once a week, training your hand once a week? Yeah, um, my hand gets a little more, but uh, I do at least one 
solid hour to two hours of arm wrestling training a week. Um, over the years, I've learned that time is 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 a good thing when it comes to arm wrestling because healing, especially once you start getting above thirty and then forty, every every decade you go requires a little more time to heal. And uh, but one one day a week I, at least, and then two to three days a week I do kind of an overall workout where it's not necessarily arm wrestling oriented, but. I say that, but pretty much everything is kind of arm. I mean, you know, if yeah. I bench press, it's close grip because I don't really, I mean, I want pressure on my elbows, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. But I, at least once a week is a just a straightforward, solid, nothing but arm wrestling training. Okay. And now you practice, you and Stephen Green, you got a team up there that you practice with like once a week or so? Yeah, there's, there's a whole bunch of us. And, uh, you know, we got a good good bunch of people that are just there all the time and uh willing to do it and ready to do it so i try to limit i i don't pull much more than about once a month these days okay i, I like the time to heal and um if i'm really really getting motivated i might you know i might grab twice a month i might arm wrestle if it's you know the right group of people because it, it's hard to we've all probably been through it a, a good group of people to arm wrestle with where you don't have to worry about getting hurt or mm-hmm. somebody being competitive or you know mm-hmm. but uh yeah. once a month arm wrestling once a week training that's if i'm heavy at it that's that's what i'm trying to do now what do you have planned for uh the upcoming season what events can uh people see you coming at well right now i'm just gearing up for uh for may for the regionals um there's a qualifier going to be here in Kansas City April 9th but uh, for the WAL, but um, I won the state championship, so yeah. I don't see no point in trying to qualify again. Um, I'll probably be there. I'll probably arm wrestle. Travis is going to be there, too, so I'll probably end up arm wrestling Travis. I don't know. Informally, I imagine, not not so much a, uh, yeah, yeah. a you know a tournament or anything, tournament. but... Uh, other than that, um, pretty wore out after Mike Aiello. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I'm gonna need at least a month to get over that. So yeah, let's, let's let's talk about that matchup. I mean, I was pretty surprised. I mean, Mike's coming into his own. Um, I thought, you know, pulling you, it, it would have been a different outcome. But I was really impressed with the wars you guys had, and you know. Fred and I were just talking about, you know, you guys had like nine or ten matchups basically in the best of uh, three or whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah we, were, we were both begging for elbow fouls. At the end. <laughs> I mean, we, we said we weren't going to call no elbow fouls before it started, <laughs> and by the end of it, I started real early. I was begging for them real early. <laughs> but, you know, uh, you know, I didn't, uh, there was, we didn't have any money on the line, and, uh, we were just there to have fun, and if I had to pull them seriously, I'd sure be I'd sure be complaining a lot. I mean, you know, I'd want a straight wrist, and I wouldn't yeah, give them a thing. But uh, we, I wanted to have some fun. I wanted to see how strong I was, and I'll say I, I wasn't really trying to go into the hook the first match, but once he got me there, I just figured, okay, let's do it. And I mean, it was a war. I mean, he he's strong in there. If you if you let him get in there, I don't see. Huh, he just he's he gets locked in. He's got a good wedge, and uh, he's came a long way. His hand and wrist has came a long way. Yeah, he's got yeah. a great uh, the, his, his ability to snap into that is 
he's getting he's getting refined on that. I mean, like I said, the first time I was trying to go out of it, but uh, you know, they were as soon as we closed our fingers, they were saying go, and he was just wrapping them right around. I mean, he he did a good job of getting me into a hook, that's for sure. But uh, by the last two matches, I said I gotta have a straight wrist. I can't do that no more. But <laughs> then at the end of it, I was I was crying for everything I could get. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys uh, but, put on put on a great show. A lot of people said that was that was, was the important thing. I could I could uh, really care less about rankings or anything like that. I just wanted, uh, like I said, I just want kind of wanted it to end. I, I there was several times in my mind that I thought, well, what are you doing, you dummy? Just let him have it. <laughs> but yeah. you know how pride gets in you, and you don't oh, want to yeah. give up. Oh, absolutely. But uh, I'm glad he came up, and I think he really proved he's he's the real deal. And uh, I don't know what he's going to have for – unless Mike Heal's a lot faster than normal people, I don't know what he's going to have for Dave. He's got a super match with Dave Chafee next weekend. Oh, does I he? don't know what he's going to have for him because oh. I'm just getting to where I can function correctly. <laughs> <laughs> now i got to ask you, uh, i got to ask you this, like Mike Aiello and Chris Chandler in a hook match. What do you think of that matchup? Man, I, after that, I don't. I, Chris never got me into a hook. They both willingly going into a hook. I don't think I could beat, beat Chris Chandler in a hook. It's just easy to keep him out of it. The only time I ever got into it with him, he tore my biceps. So <laughs> I would be. I'm scared to go into a hook with him, but I'm scared to go into a hook with Mike now too. So <laughs> I, it would. I would love to see it, but I don't think I could call it. I sure wouldn't bet no money on it. <laughs> I mean. But I think I think uh, if anybody out there listening, I don't know who is, but if somebody wanted to organize a super match, I think that would be a pretty pretty dang interesting super match, in my opinion. I think there's a lot of muscle on the table there. I mean, Mike's got like a 32 inch waist. He's like ridiculous. I I have a super match with Mike. I had more pictures taken of myself <laughs> than I did any time I was on Game of Arms. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I guess they just felt better if I was included into the picture. I don't know if it made them not feel, you know, but yeah, uh, being around Mike's kind of fun. I mean, he's uh, he's funny. he's a good yeah, he, character, and he ain't. He uh, is, is. I, I don't uh, I don't cut him no slack for his appearance. I mean, you know, no, no one <laughs> said, does. No one does, man. No one does. <laughs> I tell him, I said, you know, I'm from the sticks, and uh, you you wouldn't be so welcome around where I come from. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I said, they, if I tell them you put a makeup on, they wouldn't like you. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you know, has a good time with it, and I mean, he, he did. He showed me around New York when we went up there. We we were good friends before we started this. And I said, you know, he didn't want to bet no money, and I didn't want to bet no money. I, I was more than willing to do it, but I'm not much of a gambler. So I said, I'll do it, but I don't want it. And he was fine with that, and they paid for his flight and stuff to get him there. So overall, it was just a great experience. And and uh, I listened to most of your and Fred's conversation, and uh, he was a great guy. It was the first time I ever met him, and uh, I really appreciate the videos. He did a good job of the photos, too. It was really neat. I appreciate all that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and Mike's a great guy. You guys, you guys put on a great performance, both great, humble champions, man. It's uh, It's great for the sport. You know, we were talking about that, too, with Fred saying that. 
you know, you guys are real approachable. And, and, and that's the most amazing thing I love about the sport is you got guys that are on the elite level and you can come up and talk to and, and get some pointers and even get the pull on the table. You know, I'm blessed that I get to, to train and pull in tournaments with Chandler, even though he kicks my ass every time. But it's good to know, you know, where I'm gauging myself. And it's also awesome to have those great training partners out there. And, uh, you know, I think that's uh, the one thing about this our sport arm wrestling is that not a lot of other sports out there have that you know yeah it's uh the, the camaraderie is definitely the best part of it i mean i grew up i mean i first remember the first time i seen john brzink i remember the first time i seen ron bath i remember the first time i met travis bates and i mean these guys were like action heroes for me you know i was 21 years old, you know, I was a fat, pudgy little drunk kid, you know, I thought, I thought they were the world, you know, and now I get to compete with them, so So I can't, I I really have a good time with it. Awesome. Well, man, Nick, I just want to thank you for taking the time out. I know you're a busy guy, you know, you got the family there. I just want to thank you for taking the time out. Our listeners really appreciate it, and I wish you the best of luck. Looking forward to, uh, Hopefully seeing you and uh, Dave back up there for the finals in the WAL this year. I'd, I'd feel real good if I made it back, but it'll be a tough road, I'll tell you that. It's, uh, oh. I sure appreciate you having me on, buddy, and uh, I'll uh, keep up with you. All right. Take care, Nick. Best you of too, luck, buddy. brother. Bye. Thank you. Nick Zena, great guy, man. Awesome. It's just amazing having these guys in the in the sport and uh you know wish him the best of luck. WAL 2016, it's just going to be insane, man. Prepare for the battle of your life. Bring your A game and tune your weapons with the Wrist Wrench. The Wrist Wrench is a weightlifting pulley handle designed by and for arm wrestlers. It helps develop and strengthen the hand, wrist, and forearm. Crank up your power with the Wrist Wrench. Visit thewristwrench.com today. www.theristwrench.com Ryan J. Pitts from StrongerGrip.com I'm known as the mad scientist of metal from all the metal creations I've made over the last 25 years. The World Arm Wrestling League Championship Hammers are one of those creations. I'm passionate about strength and metal. I'm a mad scientist on a mission to bring strength seekers high-quality, old-school crafted strength gear that will last a lifetime. In the Stronger Grip store, you'll find loads of grip gear, sledgehammers, clubs, and maces. Custom work can also be done. Check out Ryan J. Pitts on Facebook and also the Facebook Stronger Grip page. With Stronger Grip, there's no gimmicks, no bullshit, just handcrafted strength gear. Get the gear, do the work, StrongerGrip.com. That's right, guys. Check out StrongerGrip.com for some amazing, amazing custom-made handles and everything you need, man. I I love uh, the the Mighty Hand Trainer. Um, I've been using it. Also, um, been using the Mohawk handle by Greg Greg. Uh, Check his Facebook out for for that handle. Um, There's just so many great pieces of equipment out there, man. You can just adjust your, your training 
um, for. And, uh, you know, there's just so many out there that really can help you um, with training. And like I said earlier in the show, when you got guys out there building their own equipment, um, you know, different handles, um, you know, it's just, uh, you know, crazy. And, uh, you know, check out uh, Mark Prickett's uh, Facebook. He's got this crazy wooden multi-station arm wrestling machine, dude. It's awesome. And uh, you check that out on his Facebook, you know, and and you can come up with some really crazy inventions out there um, as far as uh, what's going on in the world of arm wrestling. Um, You know, we got some huge events coming up, like I said earlier, two big events, March, February, March here in Florida. Also PAL coming up at the end of February, uh, just crazy. I've been talking to Michael Todd. He's pumping up, getting trained, and just getting ready for Trubin. Um, you know, it's just, uh, you know, it's just, it's going to be awesome matchup. There's just so many great matchups on that card. The Corey Miller matchup. I'm looking forward to that. Against Aguardo. Uh, geez, it's just. Uh, Alexi Vovoda, Tim Bresnik, I mean, just it's just going to be insane. Benny is pulling, uh, you know, it's just uh, just crazy events going on. I know I saw Devin Laird and those guys are going to be at the next uh, WAL Motocross Monster Sports event, I think, this Saturday. Uh, I, I'm not quite sure where that's at, but check out the WAL Facebook, get all the results, all the what's going on, what's happening, and, uh, you know, just um, great stuff happening. 2016 off the chain. Can't wait to participate in this season's events and uh, just get healthier and healthier and and get this right arm back in shape and and healthy. Uh, You know, I just um, going to the orthopedic on the 4th. Hopefully you can tell me uh, a little more in-depth with what's going on with the tendons in my brachialis, um, still really can't train that much on that, but focus on the left, you know, do whatever it takes, train every day, work around the injury, and uh, that's the way it works here, you know, just got to keep pushing and pushing, and and I just want to thank everybody for all their support, Arm Wrestle Nation Radio, all their support on Facebook and Instagram, all the great comments and uh, messages I've been getting daily about uh, motivation you know, how uh, people have been motivating each other. And that's what it takes, man. Everybody's here to train hard, motivate each other, and uplift everybody's spirit. And that's the name of the game, man. You know, train hard, follow your dream, and just work hard, man. And believe in yourself. Even when no one else believes in you, believe in yourself because you're the one that can accomplish your goal by hard work and dedication. And don't ever let anyone tell you any different. There's a lot of people out there that have, you know, just achieved crazy adversity and made it through and, uh, you know, set great examples for guys like us out there. So uh, with that, I just want to thank our guest tonight, Fred Diedrich, for coming on. Great guy. Great story. I mean, uh, you know, got a great, great future in the sport and very passionate of, uh, you know, helping others um, push the sport with the videos and the pictures. And like Nick was saying, he was so impressed with uh, the videos and stuff like that. Awesome job. And, you know, having great guys in the sport like that really, really helps to get out there on the social media aspect of things. And that's what it takes 
if you want to get the thing, if you want to get a sport out there, you want to get sponsored, you want to get known, you've got to use the tools of the trade, and that's definitely the social media out there, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, Snapchat, whatever, you know, whatever you can use, man, to get yourself out there. So, uh, you know, awesome with that. Um, arm Wrestling Photo. Uh, check out uh, Fred's like page there. Also, big thanks to Nick Vina, man, coming on the show. Um, awesome. Want to wish him the best of luck in the 2016 season. I'm sure he's not going to have any trouble being up on the uh, podium with Dave Shafee again. I mean, is there anybody out there that can take away the easy money? I don't know. We'll see. 2016, WAL, finals, regionals. It's just going to be off the chain, guys. So once again, I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of Arm Wrestling Nation. Check us out on Arm Wrestling Nation Radio on Facebook. Hit like, show the love. I'm Craig Subelair, and I'm out of here. You have been listening to a broadcast of Arm Wrestling Nation Radio. If you tuned in halfway through the show, you can download the entire episode on iTunes today. Just go to iTunes and search Arm Wrestling Nation Radio. Visit us on Facebook for updates, photos, and direct links to the show at awnr.us. Arm Wrestling Nation Radio will put you over the top. Come on.